All right, so hey guys, what's going on? My name's Chris Aquez, and this is your best life defined. Hey, listen, we're not going to waste any time here. I hope you're having a wonderful day, but I want to get right into this. So how in the hell do we find the motivation to do the shit we need to get done? I mean, and, and how in the hell do some people just seem to excel at it? It seems like there are some people who are just naturally able to get that shit done. And then there's those of us who like grind it out. I mean, even like this podcast right now, I, I hope I'm getting better at it. I hope I'm connecting with you more, but I'll tell you what, this really sucks. This is, this is the hardest part of any of this that I do. I, I wake up every day excited about the idea that maybe I can help people and, and it's really refreshing to like put something up on social media or to throw up a video or a podcast and get a positive review. Because I mean, for me, that makes me feel like maybe I'm starting to connect and maybe I am um, doing something that actually helps you capture more of your life, helps you live your best life. So, But this isn't easy. And I was sitting there this morning, I'm writing about this and I'm going to post an article later on about it, but I was sitting there thinking about you know, why, why I do it. And I think for me, there are two sides of this, of this thing that we uh, use for motivation. Now I've, I've been harping on this idea that, you know, you got to live your best life and you got to do what you love and find inspiration in what you do and build your life around that stuff. And that's all fine and well, if you're in a position like I am where I've, I've retired and I've had a career and you I'm just doing this because I love doing it I'm enjoying this okay and this particular like I said this part of it the podcast and the videos this is not really me this is not much fun I work so much better when I'm talking to a person I <laughs> I tend to have a, a lot more energy and connection with with live audiences but you do what you can do right so I'm pushing through this but there's a side of this thing where you get inspired and you're, you're energized about your dream. And the more connected you are to your dream, the easier it is to find motivation in it. I mean, we lived a conventional life forever. And, and it was only by getting excited about the idea of selling everything and hitting the road and being able to travel and do the things that we love to do that we are actually out here now. As you can see, I'm, I'm shooting this from the kitchen table of my 41 foot fifth wheel my wife and I sold everything about oh, I don't know four years ago and we're traveling and we're, we're living our dream and and not everything about this lifestyle is wonderful and amazing and and some version of a utopia because there's parts of it that suck just like there are parts of your life that sucks but that motivation the excitement of the goal is one way for us to actually push through the crap when Sandy and I had to um, got ready and we made the decision that we were going to start traveling full time, it wasn't this. It wasn't this. Um, it wasn't this easy thing to do, even with the motivation of being able to have the freedom we have now, because we had a lifetime of stuff we had to get rid of. We had memories in our house and all these things connected to our identity that we were basically having to step away from. And what made that easy was the was the energy that we drew from this dream to live this. And did it live up to our expectations? Yeah, yeah, it did. Actually, it did up to the point that COVID-19 came in. But even now, I mean, we're not doing bad. We're financially secure. We don't have any debt. So we're doing fine. But that's the one side where you pick some object and you're just like driven. You're just like driven to do it. But the other side is the dark side of life. What I've discovered in my life is that 
oftentimes things have to get really bad before it forces us to act. It's almost like we almost have to have no other choice before we actually move forward. And an example in my life again for me was I was working construction for years. I worked construction for years and and every winter I would be laid off and of course we'd starve every winter and by summer when I'd go back to work we would just be catching up from the previous year when winter would hit and I'd be back on unemployment and it was a miserable existence. I mean we were barely getting by. There was always something late. And at that point we had two children and then we had a third on the way. Well, I was at as I was I was at that point where I had to take action, not because I loved the choices I was making or any of the things I was doing, or for that matter, even that I was that inspired by the goal. It was just about survival. It was about getting to a point when you just can't do it this way anymore, and it makes you act. Okay, um, it's kind of like the guy who who spends all his life drinking too much and smoking, and then he's faced with the reality that if he doesn't stop, he's going to die. Well, you know, that might be motivation for some people to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to get my life in order. But so when I made the decision to switch jobs, it wasn't because I was inspired to be a cop. In fact, I was the anti-cop before I became a cop, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going into details about my history, but man, I was not exactly um, the model citizen, okay? Um, but it worked. I, I was struggling. I, we suffered enough. I was tired of suffering and tired of counting pennies. And what I was really tired of was looking around and realizing that there are people who were just like me who were living comfortably. They weren't scrambling to try and decide, do I pay the utility bills or do I buy beer? So those are the two foundational uh, motivators for, for why we do what we do. And we pick either one. Pick either one. It doesn't matter. But there's a lot of stuff between getting to our goal, whether it's driven by my life sucks and I've got to change something, or your motivation for trying to achieve that goal is, um, I love it. I dream. My dream is to travel around the world or to, to buy a sailboat and spend my life in the Caribbean drinking uh, pina coladas and fishing off the deck of my boat. What, whatever your thing is or whatever your motivation is, there's still a lot of crap that has to be done between that. And while I talk about having the energy, I mean, on the side of like the dream to be a sailor, to get rid of everything and go sail the Caribbean, there's a lot of energy in that. I mean, if you're, if you're connected to the ocean and all things related to the ocean, you can draw a hell of a lot of energy from, from that dream, especially when you believe in that dream and, and it can be a reality. You've worked it out and it can be a reality. But even still, like I did, getting rid of your house and, and putting the house on the market and all the work that's involved in that, how do you consistently wake up every day and take action towards those um, towards those goals, towards that goal? Because I'm going to tell you, I had a garage full of stuff. I had an acre and a quarter. We had all kinds of crap. 
and sure, I I could I could try and draw on the energy from this this dream I have, but I've never lived the RV life before, so I can fantasize about how amazing it is, and I can get myself worked up about it. But waking up in the morning and going outside and looking at a garage full of stuff and and trying to tackle the task of going through it and getting and get it downsized so that you can actually achieve that that dream, it isn't always about a mo- motivation. And, and certainly when I was uh, driving that hour and 15 minutes home after working concrete all day to meet my wife in the parking lot of a quick stop and she'd hand me a washcloth so I could wash the concrete off my face and we, I'd eat a sandwich, I'd drink down a couple sodas and it was off to school. The prospect of walking into that classroom smelling like form oil and I was the old guy, I was 26 and I was surrounded by kids that had just came out of high school. I mean, that was, it's hard to be motivated. And then on top of that, I volunteered 16 hours a weekend for a year at the sheriff's department so I could get experience. And that's, that shit sucked. So how do you do it? Well, I think part of it is that we tend to be emotional animals and we tend to tie those functions to how we feel about them. But the truth is, it's just a function. It is just a task that must be completed irrelevant of how you feel about it and if you approach it in that light and and you and we step away from whether it's good or bad or some emotional response we have and how we gauge that or how we categorize that action and then we just set the time aside and take that action that's that's how you push it whether you're looking at a dream that you can't can't believe you're pursuing or you whether you're looking you're living a nightmare and you're just looking at an opportunity to actually earn enough money to not be living hand to mouth existence where you can actually start enjoying some portion of your life what whether whatever your primary motivation is the reality is that the tasks in between where you are and where you got it, where you want to be suck i mean I've climbed a 14er before, and granted, I am energized by the entire experience, but it sucks. I mean, it sucks to get up there clear almost to the top and see those clouds roll in and wonder, is there going to be lightning? Do you push forward? Do you go back? I don't know. I want to do this. You're scared. But then you stand on top of that mountain, and you're there, and you face that same issue. You just got to do it. You have to take that next step if you plan to achieve your goal. And by removing the emotional side of it, out of it, and just looking at the task. Like, I mean, and I guess this podcast is a prime example. So I wake up every morning. I get up usually between uh, 4 o'clock and 5.30 this morning. I got up a little later. I don't know why. I was, I don't know. I was just asleep or whatever. But I get up at between 4 and 5.30 every morning, and I spend uh, at least three hours in the morning writing. And then I have to sit down and I have to do this podcast. And as I've already said, this shit isn't fun for me. I'm not, I'm not, this is not my forte. I believe me, I'm a, lot, I'm a lot funner to talk to in person, okay? so, But it's not about whether I enjoy it or whether I don't enjoy it. My emotions have nothing to do with this. My primary goal is to help you. My primary goal is is that I know that in order for me to get a message out there about how you can live your best life, I've got to find a venue to do that. I've got to find an avenue or a corridor where I can carry that message to you. And the way I see it right now, video and this podcast is one of the ways that we do that. I mean, I look around and I see that's how people are delivering their messages. This is how we communicate. 
So for me to allow myself to not do it or to fail to take action simply because it's uncomfortable or I suck at it or I don't want to do it because it's not that much fun, it's not as exciting as riding my mountain bike in the in, in uh, Colorado National Park or hiking or any of the things I love to do, my motivation is simply this is the task that I've set in front of me. Just like writing. I'm, I, I do okay at writing, but believe me, I'm, I don't sit down and just get enthralled. I know you've seen those, you've seen a writer, um, there'll be a shot on TV or in a movie about a writer. She's sitting there typing on the, on the, typing on the typewriter and then all of a sudden it, it, it takes away to what she's typing about and she submerges herself in this fantasy world that she's actually creating in her mind and writing. Haven't had that happen to me. I have not had one of those out-of-body experiences where I'm just sitting there going, yeah, you know, like like romancing the stone. Okay, that's a good example. But no, I haven't. And I certainly have not connected. Um, my personality just does not come through on video as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe you see something different. But the reality is it's a task. And there's no emotional task. There's no emotional connection to that. So... Just to give you an example or to back to, um, I don't remember if I previously mentioned it, but you know, I used to think, oh man, millionaires have it. How do they do it? Or like, are like amazing people like Oprah Winfrey or Will Smith or, I mean, the list goes on. Anyone you think of, Chuck Liddell or Randy Couture from the MMA circuit or even uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan is a social badass. I mean, when it comes to people getting shit done, he gets it done. And it doesn't even matter. It's almost like it's, there's nothing in his way. He just says, well, I'm going to do this, and he does it. But like Joe Rogan, in Joe Rogan's case, what we don't see is we, we don't see the grind. We don't see the grind all the years, the nine years it took him to take his podcast from where it was to the number one podcast on social media, on the internet. I mean, Joe Rogan is a rock star. But the way he did it was... He took action every day. He took action just like I'm taking every day to do what needed to be done to accomplish the goal. And that's really what you have to do. I mean, there's no magic in it. People who are immensely successful aren't immensely successful because they have some sort of magical skills or they're lucky. People who see immense success in their life do it because they have the unique ability to set their feelings aside, swallow down whatever it is that's keeping them from doing what they're doing, and do that shit anyway. I mean, I'm doing it. I hate the video camera. I, I hate this microphone. I don't. This is not where I want to be. But how else do I reach you? I can't write you a letter. You're not going to read it. And so you choose your path. And like I said, a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, my whole turning point, the whole turning point in my life changed the day my dad died. Because up, up until then, I had all these crazy ideas about the meaning of life and what was important and what wasn't. And, and I'm a firm believer that, that, um, that out of every tragedy, there comes a blessing. The failure that we have is that a lot of us don't see it. And it took me a while. It took me a long while. And, but eventually I woke up one day and I said, you know what? There's more to life than busting my ass every day, trying to stuff more crap in my, in my garage, trying to buy more stuff and, and driving my fancy ass vehicles around so people can go, oh, wow, he's got a nice truck. 
And I just decided that I, when, I, when we began to define what we wanted, we went after it. And I think that's the only difference, is that some people are better prepared to take action on those things that suck. But there are those things that suck that are standing in the way of our dreams. I don't know where this is going. I don't have no idea where any of this is going. I know that I'm going to continue, and I know tomorrow morning, while people do what they do, I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to sit down in front of the computer, and I'm going to write those words. Because you can't write a book unless you put words together. And you can't put words together unless you sit down and you take that action. Regardless of how you feel about it. So, that's about, uh, that's about, that's my take on... Um, that's really my take on uh, on uh, on how to accomplish your goals. It really comes down to just acting on it. And if you talk about it, there are people all the time. I like the there's a group of people that you'll always meet at parties, any place there's you know people around because a lot of people feel obligated to do that one up thing. Going to one up you. So when like I'll start talking about you know uh, we spent July in Bar Harbor, Maine. We hiked all over the place, and there will be someone in the group, and usually it's a guy. But you'd be a guy, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's how their conversation, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna didn't get any shit, anything done. I'm gonna doesn't get shit done. I haven't seen anybody who uses the words, I'm gonna, as being immensely successful. Because that's not an action word. That is a, that's a dream word. That is a, well, maybe I will someday. Now, I am doing this podcast and by the way this is podcast number five and i am shooting this video and i am writing a book and i am motivated to help you wake up in the morning to a to a life that isn't maybe it's not perfect but there's some aspect of that life that you are energized by and it's right there it's right there with your next choice so on the sideline let's go ahead and get into something a little different here i'm going to tell you a little story about myself before i go and uh, kind of leads into this. So my first job, or one of my first jobs, I had two. I was a dishwasher at a restaurant at about, about 12 years old. And then my first real job was at 13. Uh, my uncle, he used to work in this small slaughterhouse in Canyon City, Colorado. It was a small one. It was owned by a guy. And, and I had mentioned wanting to get to work. And they needed someone to help out at the end of part of the day, cleaning up after after a day's work. So I took this job, and my mom would pick me up from the junior high. I was 13 years old. She, she'd pick me up from the junior high, take me over to this slaughterhouse, and I would spend from 3 o'clock in the afternoon till 5, five days a week in, uh, killing animals and working on the kill floor. And then I would spend Saturday mornings cutting and packing meat. And I was making a ton of bank. I mean, I was rolling in the cash. I was bringing home 2,800 uh, 20, 20, 2, pennies a week. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's actually true. I was bringing in $28 a week. And it was this kind of sounds ironic. I mean, it really was because I was only 13. But I would actually cash my check at a local, local grocery store. And I would give... I would give $2 to my uncle and I'd take a dollar and I'd go to the meat counter in the back and I'd buy a pepperoni stick and it's just, you know, the bulk pepperoni sticks. And back then they were about 80, 90 cents or something like that. But that $2 I gave my uncle, he would buy me a quart of 3-2 beer 
And that way, when I got home, I'd have me a quarter beer and a pepper, pepperoni stick, which is which is really silly now that I think about it, because I can't even imagine my 13-year-old son or my 13-year-old grandson rolling up after a after working at a slaughterhouse on a Saturday afternoon, because we only worked a half a day, rolling up with a quarter Miller High Life beer and a pepperoni stick. Now, the pepperoni stick probably be okay, but the, the quart of beer, that was a little weird, but... And my dad, I mean, my dad, he was, he was, he's really a wonderful man. I mean, he really was a great man. And you sit and listen to him talk and just, it's amazing. But what was funny is once I saved enough money, I bought an old truck, an old Chevy pickup. And I'd be out there working on that truck and my dad would come in from somewhere, wherever he was. And I'd have a quart of beer on the fender and I'd be cutting off pieces of that pepperoni stick, just doing my thing. And a normal dad would say, what in the hell are you doing drinking beer? You're only 13. But my dad, he'd roll up and say, let me have a drink of that beer. <laughs> I, know, I, I know it's a crazy story. But that's, that, that, uh, that slaughterhouse job, uh, it sucked. I, I, didn't wanna, I just did not want to go there. But the reason I did it was because I needed to, in order to... Um, I needed to in order uh, in order to achieve my goal. It wasn't a matter of me wanting to or liking it or loving it. It was a matter of the fact that it had to be done if I was going to accomplish my goal. And so I did it. I mean, and and like I said, you you do it every day. When you you, you, you no, I don't know anyone who has a dream job. I don't know any millionaires either. Most of us get up in the morning and we do the routine we do because it's what has to be done. And picking a new goal like the idea of of downsizing your life so you can spend more time fishing or more time traveling or whatever your thing is, um, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, it's the same process. It is about doing what needs to be done. I mean, you you don't get all emotional every time you have to go to that sucky-ass job you have. No, you just get up, you drink your coffee, you say your goodbyes and say your I love yous and you head out the door and you fight the traffic and you do what you do. And achieving amazing goals is the same way. Or achieving better goals. I mean, if you want to go back to school, that becomes what you have to do. So anyway, I spent, uh, I guess I spent three years working in that slaughterhouse. And it was terrible. I mean, I there are stories. That maybe I'll tell you some of the stories about what I used to do. But there was none of it that was fun. And I didn't enjoy it. Um, there were moments where you interact with people that you really enjoyed the experience. But, you know, that's what it's about. Achieving goals and getting shit done is about taking action and doing it. Define it and do it. And if for some reason your life isn't going in the direction you want it to or the direction you need it to, it's probably because you haven't honed your skills. You haven't honed your skills to accept that struggle. You haven't gotten gotten all your goals and the things you have to do out of your head and into your hands because do it. It doesn't really matter. So anyway, if you hear a lot of odd noises, you notice I talk with my hands a lot. I'm not going to try and edit all that out. This is the real me. Um, as I've said before, my goal is to help you live a better life. And I don't define that. You do. What is your better life? In my opinion, doing more of the things we love and things that inspire us or add energy and value to our life is where we need to start. So take a look at your life. 
Think about things you can change. Think about things you can that you can do to improve the value of your life, to actually make your life better. It starts with a list. It starts by defining where you are, what your life looks like, and then working from that point on to make it better. So, hey, listen, I really appreciate you listening to me. I, as I've said before, as you can see, because if you're looking at the video, you see me talking to the camera. But this is also being recorded on my YouTube channel. And I'll post it. I post trying to post one a day. I'm trying to get two done because I've got some stuff going on. But I'll stack them up. Hopefully, I won't miss anything. Hey, feel free to contact me on my social media page, or you can contact me at chrishuckis.com. I haven't messed with my website in a while, but there's still email. Um, if you have questions or there's stuff you want to work on or want to talk about, hell, let me know. Um, I did try to find a uh, a webcam so I could do a. Uh, start doing interviews but apparently everybody's got the webcams all tied up so I'm just gonna have to wait on that but eventually my goal is to have some guests on here we can talk about some crazy shit like working in a prison and we can actually I'm gonna try and get the perspective from from both inmates and correctional officers because I have tons of friends on both sides of the fence and I think we can get it done it'd be pretty interesting for you but in the meantime uh, today's your day make it a good one